the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Paul Brislin. Thank you for coming on the show, Paul. Oh, you're welcome. Always happy. You are joining us for episode 387, my notes say. 387. You need to get a day job, don't you? You need to get out more. <laughs> I just keep counting. <laughs> I keep counting one more number higher a week. Wow. We've got lots going on in the tech world. There's a whole bunch of local sort of Kiwi-related tech news. And then there's... Uh, what's happening around the world. So mm. I think we'll dive into uh, a bit of both. But let's let's start with some of the the local happenings. Um, I came across the story that uh, a Fangaroa uh, man has created what's being referred to as Rayobot. So people can practice their Māori. Um, practice their tireo, which is a great idea because I, I I've tried to learn. Let me let me count here: uh, French, German, Latin, Japanese, and Welsh, and failed miserably at all of them. But uh, my Japanese teacher at university said there are two stages to learning a new language: step one, open your mouth; step two, insert your foot, because you're just going to stuff it up. So you just have to roll with it. Yeah. If you can practice with a robot, you know, more power to you. If it gives you that level of confidence to actually try it on, uh, then good on you. Give it a go. What a great idea. Mm. Well, the, I mean, this, this sort of thing, as we, uh, as the, you know, the technology gets uh, better and better. And uh, look, this one, you know, you can access through um, Facebook uh, Messenger. Um, so you've, you know, you've, you've got that sort of, um, you know, chatbot type thing. You can, uh, send it a message, uh, you know, start with a kia ora and, yep. uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, wander along, uh, from, from there. But, uh, look, you know, I like these, I like these sort of ideas and, you know, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, um, you know, a fair number of people in New Zealand who would love to either, Learn Māori or at least be a few steps ahead yeah. of where they are. That's right. Um, have a little bit of confidence about what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and look, um, you know, a, uh, a particular um, person in the film industry uh, put the boot into, uh, in, into a lot of us that's Kiwis right. a few weeks ago. And look, you know, I've seen varying opinions on, look, that's bollocks. I was uh, at, a, at a meeting uh, the, the other day with... Um, uh, someone from uh, South Africa, yeah, um, who had dealt with uh, racism in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, first of all, for um, this, this, this was one of the guys from uh, Sky. Actually, um, I hope he doesn't uh, mind me uh, sharing a little <laughs> bit of his, his story. But he he said, you know, early on in in, in his career. Um, he, I think he had challenges because he wasn't white. Yeah. Uh, his, um, his family from, uh, Portugal. Right, right. And, uh, and then later on in his career, he got issues because he wasn't black. That's and, <laughs> and this was actually told, told to him straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it was interesting, uh, you know, having, having this chat with him. But look, you know, I've seen a whole, whole, as I say, a, a bunch of different, uh, yep. opinions on this stuff. But, um, you know, what, one of the things that uh, you know Taika raised is that uh, you know 
we don't make the effort. A lot of us Kiwis yeah. don't make the effort to uh, learn how to, uh, um, you know, pronounce names yep. uh, correctly. That's right. And look, there's and lots should. of us. Yeah. Um, you know, not yeah. not 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 just uh, you know those of us that are uh, that are white. Um, but yeah, these sort of tools yeah eh, might be able to help us along a, a, a little bit. That's right. That's right. If it helps you feel a little bit more comfortable uh, and willing to give it a go, then it's a huge step in the right direction for a lot of people. Because I think uh, all too often you end up just falling back on on what you were used to as a kid. Uh, I've got a friend who's a Kiwi. He's been in the UK for um, gosh, I don't know, damn near thirty years now. Uh, but whenever he's home, he still talks about Wangarai. And water, water, and you know he has not kept up with the times. He's oblivious. He he doesn't know that the rest of us have all sort of moved on. Uh, and uh, he, you know, Taupo, and um, uh, uh, there was an Auckland suburb that I can't remember. He 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 was hysterical. I had no idea where he was talking about, and he didn't know where I was talking about. And it was the same place because his his view of New Zealand language is. 30 years ago and we have come a very long way still got a very long way to go so I'm Mm. all for it I think it's great language is the core of culture Um, culture you get the right culture in a place and and it uh, it can defeat all all comers so you know yeah more power to them Uh, I think it's a great idea plus when you're in in an environment where there's so much demand for uh, te reo speakers and and trainers uh, that that schools can't keep up. Um, you know, yeah, get in. Let's have a bit of technology and see mm. what we can do. Well, you know, I had the best uh, Maori language um, probably tutoring and skills when I was in my first uh, yep. uh, couple of years of primary school, and I was at uh, Fakaradaroa Primary yep. in uh, uh, in Rotorua. So I think I was probably in the minority, being uh, being a being, being, being a white, white kid. White kid. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, it was, it was great for, for you know for culture yep. and uh, and and and. Language. Language, yeah. uh, but then ending up in the South Island, um, which disappears. is, uh, um, you know, lo- looks looks a little bit whitewashed in <laughs> uh, in, in, in comparison. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know that that uh, that was probably the end of that uh, that that education. And uh, look, th- you know, te- technology can definitely help us all on an educational front. And that's right. Look, I think that there's huge opportunities for uh, for for improving. Education using online and digital tools. We just had somebody new start at uh, Gorilla uh, yeah. a few days ago, and uh, look, I was uh, very p- pleased looking at our our processes and uh, you know how how so much of that had been moved into uh, a digital uh, context with uh, Process Street platform. That we've talked about on the podcast before as a, a, a sponsor for the podcast, um, but also all the the video content that we've now mm. uh, got there we've in got, terms of yeah, our yeah. onboarding processes. And so that training just becomes, uh, uh, you know, a part of the process. And uh, it's it's very, very good. Uh, Now, moving on, standing desks. Have you ever used a standing desk, Paul? I I have lifted a standing desk. I'm a sloucher. I like to to sit, uh, but I can fully understand why people – I used to work in restaurants as a student, and when you spent 12 hours a day on your feet charging around – uh, the ability to sit down is just second to none. So I, I'm a big fan of sitting down, uh, except when I can lie down, and then I'll do that as well. But uh, no, standing desks are very popular and usually incredibly cumbersome and quite hard to manoeuvre. So anything that uh, makes it easier has got to be a good thing, I think. Yeah, well, um, 3M sent across their SD60 standing desk, which is to launch in New Zealand uh, fairly soon, 
And look, the box arrived, and and you know I've got to admit I was looking forward to getting this thing set up. Yeah, but I was also quite busy, so it's like, ah, oh, look, at some stage I'm going to have to set this, you know, set aside, a, you know, an hour or two to set up this jolly thing. And uh, you know, eventually I was like, oh, I really want to try this. Um, so. Uh, grabbed one of the guys. Said, Look, can can you help me? We've got to set up this uh, the standing desk, and um, it's something that sits on on top of your uh, your existing desk, yeah. and uh, sort of pneumatic, so you can you know you lift it up, push push it down, and anyway, open the box. And it's like oh oh. There's, There's no nothing setup. to do. You, just, you, pop, just, you just put on, on, your desk. on your desk. <laughs> so, you know, the hard bit was just, uh, you know, moving the monitor and so on and then, you know, finding the space on the, on the desk and then, uh, and then getting going with it. Um, so and it's incredibly easy to manoeuvre. That's the bit I yeah, like. Yeah, well, you, you had, had, it, had it, a yeah, go up putting yeah, yeah. it up and, and down again and uh, look with the, the pneumatics, it makes it easy even though yeah. you've got, uh, you know, a big hefty monitor or, that giant or, or whatnot monitor on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, some, some of our guys have two or three monitors. I just like to have, you know, one, uh, <laughs> one, 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 one large monitor. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, to rule them all. That's right. So, um, yeah, so that looks interesting. Now, they haven't quite launched it here in New Zealand uh, yet, but it is coming soon, right. I am told. Um, sounds like it's been around, around $1,000. Which is a lot, but, you know, if you if you do have back issues or you, you are worried about sitting down all day long and, and the potential side effects of that, then, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's worth it. If you're spending a lot of time, I say this to people about phones as well, look, it's a lot of money, but if you are on your phone all day, every day, then you want a phone that does what you want it to do. So yeah. um, same goes for desks. I mean, you know, if you've got a bad setup as a desk, I've had some shockers over the years, and it really does impact on your productivity. Mm. Uh, mm. So get it right, you know. Yeah, yep. do what you need to do. Well, we've sometimes had people that want to, you know, work on a standing desk, and so we've, you know, we've had the full-blown up-down sort of desk. Uh, but I I like this because, it, it you know, it means across an organisation you can – you can roll these things out mm. for those that are those that are keen. Yep. You don't have to necessarily give every single person one of them. Those that are those that are most keen can can have give one. It a go. And look, if after a month they're not using them, then you know, yeah. look, it can uh, you know be put aside somewhere without taking mm. up too much space, or it can go on to uh, onto somebody else. That's right. So yeah. I, you know, I think it's uh, it's quite a quite a good approach actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and quite often I find the variety is what you need. I may not want to stand up all the time. Uh, but sometimes, if you've if you've been you know working on a project or something, you you may want to change your position for a while. That's great. This is so easy to use single handed. Um, mm. You know, yeah, why not? Get mm. it. Yeah. No, I found it super super easy to put put up and down. Um, being 3M, of course, it comes with one of those uh, 3M uh, mouse mats that sort yeah. of sticks to it. So you've got a tray where the keyboard and the mouse goes, and then you've got a, 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 a raised raised level for yeah. your monitor, which. Seems to seems to work well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Good. No, it's very good. Good height. So, um, nice yeah, one. good good to see that coming into New Zealand because I've got to say when I've looked in the past online, we haven't had a huge number of options in no. New Zealand. Being a being a smaller market, you just don't have the same um, yeah breadth of the options that you do when yeah, you yeah. when you're in the US, for That's instance, right. where there's so many different uh, you know, providers yeah. in the market. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah kind of cool. Good. Now, Privacy Week. That's this week in New Zealand. 7th to the 11th every year. And it's really good that the uh, Privacy Commissioner does this kind of thing because I think it's 
it is probably the single biggest issue of uh, of the last decade and, and possibly the next one as well in terms of IT and uh, and. Uh, it's invasion into our lives in every aspect. We tell our computers so much these days that you, you simply wouldn't want published or out there in the world. So it's important that we understand how uh, how our privacy laws work and, and where the edges are. Yeah, and the, the, the bit that, um, yeah, I guess surprised me a little bit was the... Uh, that they're having guest posts on on the site, uh, the Privacy Commission site, privacy.org.nz, and uh, the the communication I'd got through was to say that um, they have a guest post from Uber, mm. and so it was it was uh, you know it was it was an interesting read. And look, I think Uber are in this position where you know they're they're trying to be look we're uber 2018 we're not the old uber yeah yeah. Uh, and so look it it was a really um yeah interesting uh piece where they i guess trying to make their 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 peace with everyone around hey we are a new company we are very interested in making sure that the issues that we had in the past around you know data leakage and you know varying other things uh is behind us and they're, they're, you know, they've actually, you know, come out with this uh, blog post this week. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that's kind of pleasing to see because I think, you know, in light of issues that Uber have had, Facebook and, and others have had, it's very easy to, for us to get to a point where we just don't trust these companies at all anymore. That's right. yeah. But now that they, you know, I guess have been, uh, uh, you know, beaten up a, a lot, <laughs> yeah. uh, both of those, those yep. two companies around, you know, various shortcomings, but... Uh, Privacy is certainly, uh, you know, <laughs> in the big part in the news recently. Um, you know, we start to see a change, and and that's been part of my thinking mm. around Facebook. And I know, you know, you were saying to me earlier that you've exited, um, that's right. You know, Facebook. Um, but part of my thinking was maybe what we will see from Facebook going forward, and and this might be a, I might be a bit extreme in in, in this idea, um, will be something similar to what we've seen with Samsung. So Samsung had their phones that were catching on That's fire right. because their batteries were not yep. as safe as they should be. And so my feeling coming out of that was, well, Samsung should make the safest phones in the world right. from a battery perspective yep. because nobody has learned that lesson better than they have. That exactly. You can't do it because yeah, it costs yeah. them a couple of billion dollars. Exactly. Uh, or, or maybe maybe more. Um, is that maybe Facebook will be like that around privacy going forward, that they will learn, learn their lesson learn their so lesson. much uh, that they're going to really, really think this stuff through more than anybody ever has done before. Now, I'm not saying that will be the case. <laughs> There's some possibility of it. But what we've got here in, this, in the blog post um, – on the privacy commissioner's site from uh, Uber is has certainly shown that Uber are, yeah, are, are yeah. super cautious about this. Yeah. Uh, they highlight they've gone to the extent you can turn off location services in the Uber app now, so Which, you can you know, manually put in your the... manually put in your address. So you can basically they yeah. don't know where you are. That's right. Um, that's right. So that's an yeah, that's yeah. that is quite an extreme for for the you know the type of business they were. One thing also I noticed in the US uh, between Uber and Lyft. Is Lyft drivers get a a moving pin mm. of where you are at a given moment right, in time? Right, so right. if they're trying to find you, yeah. um, you're actually pinging them all the time yeah, yeah, with yeah. a GPS coordinate of where you've walked to, yeah. not where the pin is that you're supposed to walk to. 
Uber have been a bit more cautious on that, okay. and they don't give away your exact location if you if you're wandering, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're wandering around, uh, or if you accidentally, you know, wander Forget off uh, somewhere. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Where's my you? taxi? Yeah. Um, so you know they they are thinking this stuff through. Now, I was told by a driver that the driver can request to see that, mm. but I've never had that request ever come up in my app saying, no, no, "Will no, you I've reveal your exact location?" Yeah. Uh, to the driver who is having trouble finding you. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but I can look, see when things are changing useful, a little bit. And it's good that they do because uh, I think all too often these companies have come up with a great idea and they've made, as you say, um, cat- absolutely catastrophic decisions based around uh, what's right for them rather than what's right for the uh, the user. Hmm. Uh, and Facebook in particular, uh, I think, still has that lesson to learn. So I'm less optimistic about them than you are. Uh, I don't think they've had the same financial um, hit that Uber had, or, or Samsung for that matter. Uh, their shares went up, didn't they, during all of this? Uh, well, but, went went down for a while, and then yeah. you know they've moved back up again. And and look, their their business model is somewhat uh, somewhat reliant. Now we were going to yeah, talk yeah. later around um, Facebook moving into dating, dating, dating. And so this, but when I first heard that, I thought, this just sounds like complete madness to me. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be collecting all sorts of, um, you know, extra yep. extra data if you're going to re- have a, a, a dating uh, app. Now, looking into it, their, um, their dating app is not going to have any advertising in it. So it's a little bit uh, sure. different from, yep. from that perspective. Um, and my under, my understanding is that also they're not going to be charging for the service. So at the moment, what, what do you think it's all about? Yeah, why, yeah, well, why are they why are they doing this? It's just a an, an move to keep you more and more and more on their platforms. So you yep. don't have to. So the Never internet leave. to you is Facebook. That's right. The walled garden approach. We had AOL. We've had um, Vodafone Live. Do you remember that? Um, telecom launched Deduce. Uh, we were just going to have these little walled gardens, and everybody would be safe and happy, and never want to leave. And that's fine if, in fact, you are safe and happy. Um, I'd, uh, you know, I really don't know about giving Facebook any more information until they uh, agree to comply by some fairly basic privacy requirements. Not least of which is in New Zealand, they should um, actually uh, follow the New Zealand privacy laws, which currently they do not. Uh, and there's a bit of a stoush going on with the privacy commissioner over that. Uh, you know, they are gathering a lot of data on us, even without the uh, the dating stuff. What they want is for you to stay on the app for as long as possible, play all the games, listen to the music through the app, uh, and uh, and never leave. And um, uh, for me, until they actually come up with uh, some real protections for the uh, for the users, not the customers, because we we aren't paying, so we're not the customers. Uh, I, I couldn't um, couldn't warrant staying on it uh, and putting up with being part of the problem. So mm. I, I gave up on it um, and then realised just you're certainly not, you're not the only is. one. No, no, it's it's. Um, uh, it, it, but it is very useful as a mechanism, and and you know because the, it does so much. It does so much, and because you can connect with far flung family and friends. Uh, and uh, in a way that is very difficult on other platforms. Um, so there are aspects of it I miss, but not enough to come back and give up my uh, my data uh, mm. again, I'm afraid. So Sorry, for, those, for those listeners that are interested, um, you might be, you know, wondering whether, well, is it going to use your existing, uh, you know, 
profile? Is that is that how it works? Well, <laughs> you end up with a new separate dating profile, but you still will use the same uh, Facebook application um, and any potential dates will see the special dating profile uh, that you've set up instead of your instead of your standard of your standard usual. one. So <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how all that sort of um, ties together and how those lines might uh, you know blur and you know can yeah. somebody that sort of finds you through the dating book. You know the date, the dating side of it, um, dating book. Um, okay, that's the Date new book. app that I've just yeah, made up. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that that sees you, sees you through that side. Will, you know, will they be able to link you up that's to right. to yeah, the other yeah. sides? And yep. oh, that could just get yeah. So anyway, we will, we will um, be curious where that uh, where that all leads and whether this ends up uh, being something that causes more uh, more dramas for Facebook the other discussion that's that's come up uh, a little bit recently and um, I, I had a call from uh, RNZ around this is what about um, workplace by Facebook where mm. does that fit into well, this whole right. picture if this is a company that we inherently uh, don't have a huge amount of trust for yet you know they're they're pitching this you know enterprise yep. applications to into uh, government we've got New Zealand government departments uh, you know large businesses and That's so right. on that are that are using it um, is yeah, yeah is that yeah. is that a wise move for organizations to be using it why is Facebook in that space mm. is it is it simply they just want us all to be using something of theirs all the time? I would think that's less relevant in a, yeah, in a yeah. business context. And then how how safe should we feel around, you know, corporate or government data that's right. being with Facebook? Yep. And um, one of the, the bits of information I, uh, I came across – and look, I haven't delved in and read all the terms and conditions myself. Yeah. Um, but there was a suggestion that they weren't being quite so black and white around, uh, you know, what will be the reality of how our um, data ends up uh, getting yeah, used exactly. if you if you're using the the, the platform. Um, I'm I'm picking with your personal yeah. stance on Facebook, <laughs> but uh, probably wouldn't be the sort of tool uh, you'd be recommending. Well, no, not not until they sort out just how um, how they are going to govern uh, access to and use of the data, uh, because uh, governments should be open and accountable. We should all have access to the information as much as humanly possible. Um, uh, the only things that should be hidden away are by exception rather than requirement. Uh, and and I I'm a firm believer in open government, but giving it all away to Facebook and saying here fill your boots uh, when they've been woefully unable to um, be transparent themselves that that does give me pause and uh, and and raises a few eyebrows I think uh, they're looking at this area predominantly I suspect because when you look at the social media platforms that are successful uh, there aren't that many and one of them of course is LinkedIn. Um, uh, the last refuge of um, uh, the professional um, business network, uh, Deadpool notwithstanding. And, uh, you know, Facebook would love to have a piece of that. And, and maybe they see this as a, as a way of doing an end run around uh, the LinkedIn's of the and world. A, and, and eventually, yeah, eventually and getting in there. Yeah, because them. at the moment, yeah. they're more of a competition for sort of Slack, That's right. uh, Microsoft Teams, 
uh, you know, Google Hello. having a play in this yeah. in the space and so on. They're uh, you know they're sort of delving into uh, into into that space and. Yeah, you would, uh, you know, you you would tend to think that um, your organisations would be would be a little bit cautious about Facebook, but they've certainly, uh, you know, gained some traction in mm. that in in that area. Although one of the issues for Facebook here, of course, is that um, they're not uh, they're not allowed in China. No. So if you've got a multinational organisation with a Chinese operation, then yep. you know suddenly, you know, either people have got to be Breaking pretty much breaking the law to be able to ha- access right. it, yeah, or yeah. or maybe not too far off. I mean, usually for business type things, um, you know, you can get away with uh, with VPNs to access information. But yeah, I, I would imagine there would be some uh, some challenges with that. But uh, you know, right right now, uh, in general, you know, um, users in China can't can't yeah, use. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, workplace by uh, Facebook, from uh, from what I've been told from uh, users on that front. So uh, yeah, interesting times. Now on to uh, something else of uh, of local relevance. Um, Code Mania. Now this is the uh, mm. software developers conference. It's been running for a, a, a good few years uh, now. It is swinging around again. It's just uh, it's maybe a, a week and a half away or something. It's. Uh, it's it's not very uh, not very far off. Um, what are we looking at? Twenty twenty third of May is their their main uh, conference, but then they've got their uh, second part to it that they're calling uh, conversations, That's which right. is a bit more of an unconference. And so yeah, you've got uh, you've got three days of uh, ac- activities and and things mayhem. there, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mayhem. Um, it's very cool. I, look, I love their branding, their style. They seem to uh, be bringing, um, you know, each, each time I've looked, they, uh, they 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 tend to have some really cool international speakers. Yeah, and uh, you know, this this year is is, is similar. Uh, people from Slack, who we just talked about, um, IBM, Microsoft. Um, Amazon's AWS, and you know, varying local mm. local people, and so on as well. But a, you know, a good lineup of uh, of international um, speakers. So um, very cool. And look, with Microsoft having um, oh, how how would you put it? They've they've dropped their they've I think they've dropped um, they've dropped the ball uh, by ending their uh, their regular annual uh, conference right. in New Zealand, which started with. Uh, you know, which was TechEd for tech ed for, for, for many years. years. I've got the bag, and then uh, change change to uh, change to Ignite, and you know, I think uh, was something that it, it you know really really helped their their uh, success in mm. New Zealand. Of course, Amazon have been trying to uh, edge in by by running a big one day event here in New Zealand. Um, the thing about uh, you know TechEd and Ignite was people were paying you know, up to two thousand yeah, yeah. dollars a ticket. That's right, and you know the businesses and and individuals. Uh, you know, happy to do so to be a part of that. So they were able to put on what was the biggest tech conference in in the country, and I think per capita uh, was probably one of Microsoft's most successful events in the world. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, you know, right yeah. right now, whether it's 
you know, internal changes, current, you know, local uh, leadership structures, I don't know. Uh, they, you know, they're not doing that at all, and I think it, it leaves a huge gap. And so, I, you know, I hope that the uh, uh, that Ben Gracewood and the others involved in, uh, you know, Code Mania are really able to, um, you know, take advantage of that and, and grow what they're uh, doing, which, of course, is an event that's, uh, you know, much, much broader than yeah. uh, uh, just talking about Microsoft's, uh, you know, development platforms and, and, uh, and technologies. Oh, absolutely, and and I think looking at the lineup here, this is this is a fantastic mix of uh, technology, of social issues, of um, uh, corporate and startup. You know, there, there's there is a range of um, people to talk to here, and and a huge range of um, of interesting ideas and topics to talk about, uh, and having the conversations as well. I'm, I occasionally get invited along to Foo Camp, yes, uh, which is always tremendously good fun. Uh, and you come away with a full brain, and that's a similar kind of unconference where on day one you all sit down and put up your topics, and um, uh, if you get enough interest, then the, great, that's your that's your slot for the uh, for the speech, and away you go. And uh, if they're going to do that at this, I think that's a fantastic idea. These these kinds of um, uh, blending of, of worlds uh, make for really interesting conversations and, and occasionally spark something really good on the way out as well, which is, which is fantastic. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, and then one more thing to mention is the um, Hawaii undersea uh, fibre optic oh, yes. cable. Um, they, uh, they have completed that now in terms of running at 15,000 uh, kilometres. Uh, linking Australia, New Zealand, um, you know, right the through up, up yep, the, the Pacific to Islands up yeah. to uh, up to Hawaii, and then of course you know connected on to mm, um, to, uh, mainland. to ma- mainland uh, uh, US and some uh, some useful uh, stops along the way there. So yeah, um, it's fantastic. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? It's been, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, at least I want to say I've been talking about these guys for about six years, seven years now. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago we had the Southern Cross Cable and nothing else. Um, two <laughs> New Zealand's entire internet connectivity to the world, uh, two cables landing 20 kilometres apart on top of an active volcanic field. Really not a very smart idea. But since then we've added in uh, the um, the Trans-Tasman Cable that Spark, Vodafone and Telstra have put together. That gives us redundancy for the first time ever because it comes into uh, Waikato rather than Auckland. Uh, these guys are coming on stream. We've got um, the replacement for Southern Cross coming along soon as well. We will have a lot of connectivity in and out of New Zealand. Uh, and that gives us an extra uh, leg in the in the fight to win big international business, a lot of which won't base itself here because we just don't have the redundancy in terms of connectivity. Well, that problem is soon to be resolved which is fantastic so more power to them mm. no it's uh, it's very very good the the other thing um and and look i you know i don't know how realistic this will be and we i think we may have even touched on it briefly last week when we were talking a lot about uh yeah the realities of 5g mm. and 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 how 5g mobile networks might relate to new zealand but um one of the one of the connectivity discussions that's come up has been around these low earth orbit satellites yeah yeah, and uh, look, you know, one of one of the points has 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 been is well, this can be a way to actually connect 
connect countries to to the outside world potentially. And if you look at uh, the Cook Islands, for instance, that's you know right now that's where their connectivity comes from. Oh, they, they, they don't have a yeah. uh, you know a fiber optic connection, but it is uh, incredibly incredibly mm. slow. So uh, you know they've got a, a, a reasonably large uh, satellite uh, dish there. Um, you know, in, in um, middle of town there in uh, in Rarotonga, um, but look, it's it's yeah. it's not the ideal. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what that picture looks like. We get these low Earth orbit uh, mm. satellites, which we're talking about, you know, thousands of, and whether they you know would be at all. Uh, useful in a scenario where some, something happened to uh, you know all our fiber optic uh, connectivity. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure how much sort of bandwidth you would be able to get across uh, those, those those types of connections. Yep. Uh, but look, anything that adds any uh, any extra connectivity any to the country yeah, is uh, uh, is is helpful, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, satellites um, satellites have their place. They really do. Uh, Leo's low Earth orbit satellites, um, especially smaller ones launched from rocket lab capability. You know, that kind of size. Uh, we would need thousands of them. There, there is always going to be a, a, a difference between the internet capability of a satellite service versus fibre across the ocean floor simply because of latency and the distance involved. So, um, you know, the, the, uh, the latency on a satellite connection, even a LEO, a low-Earth orbit satellite, is probably about 120 milliseconds, which is double, easily double uh, what you get off fibre. Uh, and and means that you you just you know when you start typing things into Google you won't get that automatically filling in the autocomplete and popping up suggestions because it just takes too long for it to route around. So um, they're very useful and very important for places where there's no connectivity at all. But for places where there is connectivity, it's it's pretty much a backup service. But uh, you know with the islands coming on stream with um, with the Hawaii cable, um, they'll be they'll be joining in for the first time ever at realistic real time speeds and that's got to be fantastic news yeah not um, there was talk at one stage of them covering the Cook Islands um, as a detour but that one that you know didn't get um, financed and, and right, signed, right. signed off uh, but they do they do have something coming down that track um, yeah, so look, it's uh, it's a constantly moving uh, area, really, isn't it? Tele- telecommunications. It's never dull. As <laughs> much know. as I'd like it to be dull, it never is. Um, well, and, I, I don't know. I think there's some people that would call telecommunications pretty dull, Paul. <laughs> but uh, since oh. you've worked in there, we'll give you the benefit yeah, of the, the trust the, me. The, the trust doubt. me. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's always stuff stuff going on. Um, but uh, yeah, probably some differing opinions on on how exciting <laughs> some of it is. So <laughs> we won't we won't we won't go too. Uh, uh, too too um, too deep on telco no, stuff no, uh, no. this week. Woe betide. Um, now, last week uh, Samsung put together a little bit of uh, a little bit of an event just to to show off where they're at on the TV front, and um, I've got to say they've been working pretty hard on building their their profile over a long Absolutely. time in New Zealand they're now you know very dominant from a uh, revenue p- perspective yep. I think yep. uh, officially the number of uh, screens sold in New Zealand nobody outdoes uh, the warehouse with their uh, what's what's their Vion? house brand uh, Vion. Vion, Vion uh, house brand yep. where you can get a 
um, you know, 4K yeah. uh, t- TV for the uh, price of a, f- a few coffees or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it's not about, quite that it was cheap. About but- 600 bucks for a 4K TV, uh, which is fabulous. But um, uh, I should have read the box a little more carefully. Uh, yes, it's got HDMI ports. Yes, it's got um, uh, uh, USB capability. Uh, no, it doesn't have free view. No, it doesn't have any kind of smarts inside at all. It no free monitor. view even. It's got nothing. So uh, when you plug it in, so I've now got this A hodge, TV hodge. without free view. Yeah, yeah, it's this hodgepodge wow. arrangement. Um, I just thought there was something they'd throw in, but I guess once you start getting down to the well, very that, low price points, point, you've got to, no. got to take comes. something else. And, yep. and I guess a lot of people aren't, wa- aren't watching traditional um, linear TV. Uh, no, well, so um, uh, you can watch regular TV, broadcast, of course, but uh, when you plug it into the internet, um, the television goes, I don't care. So you can't, there, there are no apps, there's no app store, you can't get Netflix or TVNZ on demand. Okay. Or any oh, of those so you have got Freeview, you can plug an aerial in. You can plug an aerial in, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. uh, but where Freeview Plus, I should say, oh, okay, where, okay. where it, where it right, kicks right. in, where you've the got access to all those online yeah, services, okay, okay. that's just not there. So I've all now right. got it jury rigged to an Xbox, which adds in a delay so the sound doesn't quite match the picture. Oh, and no. It's just. Uh, and there's no optical out, so uh, my shiny Sonos um, speakers, they, they can't talk to it because it's got your no speakers idea. speakers must be worth more than your TV, Paul. I think that's right. I yeah. think it is. So, but yeah, sound yeah. always, you need to invest in sound. Do invest um, in sound. And, oh, and we, might, we might talk about some um, new sound uh, tech on, on next week's episode. Um, but, you know, from, uh, from um, look, general consumer electronics yep. perspective, um, look, Sam, Samsung. Down, you know, right I, I, I look back ten years, and Samsung wasn't really a a brand that I paid yeah. uh, that I paid too much attention to. And you know, certainly looking back, uh, you know, twenty years or so, you know, it was all about uh, it was all about Sony. Yeah. Uh, now they've bounced back into profitability uh, recently, which is 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 great because you know competition's a good thing. And um, you know they they do have some uh, some really good uh, products, but as far as the new uh, Samsung stuff, so they were showing off their new uh, TVs, and look, they've got their their QLEDs, which QLEDs. Um, mm. compete with sort of the the OLED TVs from uh, from Samsung and uh, and 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 so on. But LG certainly being the the predominant player in terms of actually make, you yeah. know making making the uh, devices and so on. Um, and look, uh, you know, it appears as though they're uh, they're competing, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty strongly. Their 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 top end uh, screens are um, are rather nice, shall we say? Now on the on the price front, also, um, yeah, the, yep. when you compare them to your, uh, well, uh, you know, what you're going to pick yeah. up uh, at the warehouse, that's a it's a different kettle of fish. But look, when you think about buying a buying a TV that uh, you know. It, Screens are unlike your you know, most other um, or a lot of other mm. technology, and that we expect to get a good few years out of them. Right? That's right, you do. You um, do. You're looking for at least five years, I would say, if not more. So you know, from from that perspective, um, you know, they they maybe aren't uh, aren't quite so bad. You might uh, you might get a bit of sticker shock. Uh, you know, if you if you're just looking for uh, something cheap, but if you're looking for something that's 
you know, that's really stunning to go yeah, into yeah. Uh, go into into, in, into you know into a, a, a nice. Uh, a nice home, and we know what uh, what house prices have done over the last <laughs> yeah. last uh, little while. Um, look, it could be a lot cheaper than uh, you know renovating a room or tweaking something else to right. uh, um, to get set up with uh, with something quite yeah. quite nice in terms of um, you know other electronics such as uh, such as uh, TV. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, so that, last year we had the uh, the frame TV come come through from uh, right. from from Samsung, yep. which were were designed to basically be able to flush mount against the walls. Yep. So they had some smart stuff with the way those would get plugged in and so on. And yeah, basically a whole range of different frames. So you could put them on the wall. Yeah. And when you weren't watching TV, actually they would display a piece of art and look look very very cool. Um, so they've re- they're refreshing that lineup, but they've also um, you know doing doing something interesting with um, with the QLEDs where uh, you can have those kind of merge into uh, the background the, a little the bit. Wall behind so, you, yeah. yeah um, now, and I saw this, and uh, you know, you you hear these things and think, oh yeah, I mean, goodness me, yeah, you know. But actually, they they it had it with some good. some quite nice uh, wallpaper behind a particular yeah, pattern. Yeah. And uh, look, you know, you fire up the smart things at you take a uh, you take a photo, you leave the TV on, yep. and it sort of shoots what's around and behind, and then it sort of fills that in on the TV. You can adjust the brightness and right. and whatnot. And actually, when when you when I walked into the room and the TV was on the wall, you sort of did a little double take because it was uh, like, oh, what uh, is it? Oh, there? is that? Oh, because because it, it, it you know it like you've, you've still got a uh, you know you've still got an edge around your screen and so on. But um, the way that it does it, it looked really nice. It so was this is cool. this is James Bond's Aston Martin van- vanish uh, from that awful James Bond movie uh, brought to life. You know, it does. It looks around and says, "This is what the environment is." I'm going to color myself in. Sort I of, quite like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it does. It, it, it looks quite good. Dep- I'll get you know, a depend- to order one. Depending on uh, depending on your uh, your your environment, so um, no, very very uh, very nice. So um, look, look, we probably should do uh, an episode at some stage. We delve in a bit more into these TV technologies with uh, there's a lot going with an on expert in the TV. Or, yep. or or two um, because I know a lot of listeners are, are really really interested in you know what is what is going to give me the the best picture and you know how do i get the best results and then you know you've got the other aspects of well look if i buy one of these things um you know where am i going to get caught out with the smart tv side of it that, right. that apps aren't being updated and so on and we're now starting get starting to get to a time uh where there are smart tvs out there that look, then they're not mm. going to be able to run yep. um, Netflix and 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 whatnot uh, because those apps just won't get updated. Yeah, because there's so you know such a small percentage of the market that has that, and eventually yep. somebody uh, you know who's responsible for maintaining the app says, well, that one's on zero point zero zero one percent of devices. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, it's, it's not worth yeah. us spending the money to maintain it. And look, in the early years of smart TVs, I would always. Say, look, smart TVs are a dumb idea. Yeah, plug in your set top box that will give you all the latest and greatest stuff. That's right. Now I'm not I'm not as extreme on that because look, I've got a smart TV at at home. Yep. Um, and uh, look, it's probably been a couple of you know at least a couple of years now. Yep. And 
look, the Netflix app on there works well. I think we've probably got Lightbox and Amazon and, oh, that's you right. know, whatnot. Yep. And, uh, look, you, once and you're in the app, it's it not really any different from running it on the Xbox no. or, or no. Apple TV or whatnot. That's um, right. It, it works pretty well. So, yeah, yeah. That, you know, there, there was a while there at the beginning where those apps were really, really clunky. Yeah. Um, we seem to have sort of, sort, of, sort of got past that. These days. Yeah, um, yeah. There, but, yeah, there might be a point in time if you spend, you know, I don't know, five ten thousand $10,000 on a higher-end TV. Yeah. Uh, where it does eventually revert back to being a TV, but yeah. I figure if you can afford to spend five or ten thousand dollars on a TV, you probably afford to replace it every every five years anyway. That's right. You'll probably um, be fine. So be the, there you go. That's my <laughs> thoughts on that one. Um, look on the also on the Samsung uh, front, they're uh, they're releasing their new uh, washing machines in New Zealand with a bit of bit of tech. They've got their. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of their uh, their washing machine app, but it begins with Q, like their uh, their their QLED. Um, so they've got a they've got an app, so you can sort of control that, and you can get a beep. Uh, you even get you can even get a thing pop up. I think on the uh, on the latest TVs, it'll pop yep. up on your screen and tell you that the that, that the, the wash is finished <laughs> and it's time to go and hang your washing out. No, I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and they've got the link ups, of course, with their uh, their fancy fridges. Yep, so, yep. Um, someone leaves the fridge refrigerator door open, rather than there being a beep in the other room, you think, "What's that beeping noise?" If you're watching TV, as you pop up on screen and say, "Hey, go and close the fridge you door. It, you uh, left oh. the door open." Yep. So, uh, so they're starting to get these technologies, which is um, interesting, talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, that, that whole house integration piece is all starting to come together mm. finally, mm. and um, you know, uh, not in too scary a way because that's actually quite useful. Um, and if it was if it was integrated with my air conditioning or my you know security or the front doorbell or you know whatever, yeah. and the, yeah, so they've got they've got some of those yeah, pieces, yeah. the 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 ring doorbell stuff. Um, They've and they've sent over their um their one of their sort of higher end uh, robotic vacuums as well mm. and uh, look that's been running around the uh, running around the office uh, recently over the over the past it's uh, looking very tight a uh, couple of weeks yeah it's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's it's much better um we we've we're still employing the cleaner um <laughs> but um you know we we are very curious around you know look how much further do we go. Till that gets to gets to a point that um, you wouldn't involve a you know a person in that uh, uh, needing needing to uh, to do the vacuuming. Of course, there's lots of other you know elements to uh, uh, to cleaning. I haven't found a robot yet that will do the toilets. Um, Ooh, that's next. So and the uh, lawns, you know, there, there's, lawns. there's a few other bits yeah. bits and pieces to come in there. Um, now, uh, that's the particular. Um, uh, robotic vacuum cleaner from that Samsung uh, sent over has yeah. a little thing on it saying it's forty times more powerful than, and I can't remember what it compares itself to, um, but it is the indication that we now do have these, you know, smaller robotic vacuum cleaners actually got a bit of oomph to them, um, so yeah, they do a yeah. pretty good so job they, of picking up what, actually what, what's stuff. actually on the yeah, floor, yeah. Um, yeah, which is good. Now in our, our crazy uh, office environment with some of the little, uh, you know, bits and pieces between rooms and some of the uh, couches we've got um, th- we've found that the, uh, the the robotic vacuum does get stuck from uh, time to time um, so still the technology a little yeah, 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 there's, there's, there's a little bit to go but it yeah. will depend on your I guess your environment 
and um, I was curious how it was going to go with cables that are on the floor and yeah, and, yeah, and you got thing, a lot of things that like that. Yeah. Um, look, they've got a, they've got um, you know improving how many sensors they've got. Um, and look, not always does it does it get uh, stuck. And actually, did a good job here in the um, in the studio when I let it just sort of roam around and you know go go for gold. Um, yeah. You know, one one evening. And uh, you know it was going straight under the uh, gets under the couches uh, un- and under the couches yeah. and doing a good job. And I said, oh, actually, that's uh, it's something that the robot probably can can do a lot easier than uh, than an individual anyway. Who's having to you know move the furniture around and so on to get under there. Uh, but some stuff it does get uh, gu- does get stuck with. And uh, every now and then someone's like, oh, well, um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be there or oh. Um, and and they forget that there's a little home button on it, which yep. if you tap you that button or you use the remote or you use your um your your app, uh, and these things can also hook up through Alexa. Um, if you use that, it, in most cases, will be able to find itself uh, back. But if you pick yeah. it up and move it a little bit. Sometimes even just a, a quite a small move, yeah. that can be enough for it to uh, get pretty uh, pretty yeah. lost and not know not know how to find its way home. So it does need a lot more um, uh, capability built in, like the new um, uh, toy drones that use a millimeter wave um, scan of the room. So it's constantly scanning as it moves. I imagine that sucks the uh, energy out of it quite quickly. But um, you know, we're starting to get to the point where these things are becoming quite useful instead mm. of just a bit odd. Yeah, so every know, generation yeah, gets better and better, and and look, you know, um, uh, yeah, I think it will depend on your environment whether whether these are are going to be uh, a good fit for you, but you know, they're around. Uh, I think they're around a thousand a thousand dollars now. Mm. This this, this this sort of end yeah. um, of the of the market, and look, they are they are streets ahead of you know some of the you know low, lower cost. Uh, options mm. and yeah, the sensors are, are getting pretty good at uh, you know at picking up what's uh, what what's going on. Plus, your cat can sit on them and ride around wearing a shark costume. So you know, it's it's a win win. That that would be a really good win. Maybe yeah. we need to get a um, an office cat. Oh, I think you do um, to uh, to to ride the um, you can the, advertise the, the vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook will have an app for it soon. You'll be able to yeah. advertise for an office cat that is comfortable <laughs> with electronics. <laughs> But are they strong enough to handle the office dog? Well, well, usually yes, I find. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, now, Fitbit are always uh, are always working away on new products and new versions. There's, uh, there doesn't seem to be a, a company quite like them in the in the in the wearables world, and <laughs> and and that's you know in some ways just because they've got such a, such a big scale. That's right. Um, and they they're they're a bit like uh, say Samsung with phones who have a you know all the price points covered. Uh, that you know they've got quite a range of uh, devi- devices uh, in the market. Now, one thing that they've um, they've just recently launched is this uh, quick replies. So, you know, some people will be familiar with this on their on their smartphone already. That there's some automatic, yeah, yeah. you know, some automatic, yeah, you know, pre-canned, uh, you know, re- replies. And so they're uh, they're doing that on. Um, on some of their devices, and they've got their new uh, Versa smartwatch out, which I've seen quite a bit of advertising for the the last few days, and the sort of curvy edges to it make it uh, look very um, uh, very familiar. Um, it looks a, a lot more sort of Apple Watch um, esque. It's, it? it's 
I like I like mm. the style of it actually. So they've gone away um, from that long, skinny, um, uh, minimalist approach mm. that um, that my kids quite like. Uh, yeah. to to more of a watch. Yeah. And they, I mean, then they're still doing the you know the the range of um, you know other devices. They've still got their Ionic, which uh, you know I think ha- has um, has a little bit more uh, in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, they've they've got that benefit of the uh, the longer battery life compared to you know most of the the traditional uh, smartwatches out in the market as well. So um, yeah, some interesting bits and pieces going on there. Oh, and um, menstrual cycle tracking, Paul. Yes, it's, now, it's been an issue. Us uh, blokes, um, you know, might not pay quite so much. Probably uh, ought to. Attention! <laughs> yes, you could. Uh, you could you suggest that, in, that in, in, in some yeah. instances. Um, but yeah, they've uh, they've got some sort of capabilities into uh, uh, to help with that. I think you have to uh, you have to help the um, you know the app along for the um, for the first I think something like three months, and then it kind of gets a uh, gets in the the rhythm of things. You could uh, you that's, could say that's right, yeah. Um, and uh, and then it, you know it's able to uh, able to help out a little bit. So uh, yeah, there you go. All good. Now. Um, Facial recognition is becoming a thing, not not uh, just for us to authenticate with our phones, yeah. but um, in some areas that um, some would be more worried about. Um, Back to I, the privacy I, issue again. Yep, yeah. but you know, I think there's also some. Uh, yeah, there's always two sides to this this thing of you know privacy versus you know safety yep. and so on. Um, but uh, there was a, a report from uh, from the UK Welsh uh, police uh, having made a whole lot of um, um, you know positive IDs and arrests um, using facial recognition technology. Now, some of the numbers that I saw come through from the Verge were. Uh, a little bit confusing because um, they they talked about uh, checking uh, event uh, goers at a at a particular uh, event uh, against their uh, database of um, half a million images of mm. people of interest and um, look yeah looking at it something like a, a year uh, later um, the Guardian was uh, highlighting that they yielded uh, nearly two and a half thousand potential matches um, but of those uh, around 2300 were found to be false positives that's right 92 percent failure rate um, so you know there's this um, Sometimes a bit of work to be done with this technology, and yeah. I, look, you know, yes. it's advancing at a at a at a fairly rapid rate. Um, I don't know what uh, what all the ins and outs were of of what they're using, but uh, AI is getting more and more sophisticated. Both That's what can right. happen in the cloud, and look, Microsoft have been talking at uh, at their build conference this week around uh, what what. Um, you know they're bringing uh, or making making available, which is uh, you know putting some of these types of bits mm. and pieces not just in the cloud, but you know actually in your uh, in your devices. So yeah, yeah. we're seeing a, a, a um, you know I guess a a bit of a change there of of trends where we don't necessarily have to have um, you know all the smarts of uh, uh, of a of a cloud to do all of that. Uh, you know, fancy AI stuff um, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, 
Britain is the home of the uh, the closed circuit TV camera. They they have a huge database of images to to be scouring through. Um, you can't walk, walk through London without you, you probably having really your, 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 you know, you yourself right you know photographed or, or, or filmed, or filmed. Um, yeah. you know dozens or, or hundreds and, of times. And, and that is um, uh, you know that does give them this massive database. But at the same time, that then poses a huge problem because ninety eight percent, if not more, of the people are not criminals. And um, uh, you know how do you sift through? This huge treasure trove of uh, of potential uh, imagery, looking for the real uh, people that you're, um, you're you're trying to track. So, um, on the one hand, it's it's a fantastic opportunity to test out your AI skills. On the other hand, um, you don't want people being arrested on the basis of a, a software program that's got a failure rate quite that high at this stage. Mm. Mm. So, it will be interesting to see just how that develops and. Uh, uh, as you say, you know, moving the moving the smarts closer to the data is probably a very wise idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, Microsoft have got their uh, their build conference on uh, this week. Uh, also, hasn't hasn't hit just yet, but Google have got uh, I/O their uh, uh, their conference. So, you know, both of them have got their uh, basically their developer uh, events happening. And so there will be lots and lots of uh, lots and lots of announcements. Uh, Microsoft have already uh, been uh, showing off or, or yeah, their new capability for linking uh, your Windows 10 laptop PC whatever uh, to your phone, so you can sort of you know mirror phone capabilities yep. on your on your screen. Whether that's uh, you know sending text or yeah, really a whole um, yeah, quite a big bunch of uh, of capabilities from the uh, bits and pieces I've. Um, I've I've looked at there, get access to notifications and uh, and and photos and so on. Um, but they've got lots more going on. Uh, what we were talking about uh, yeah, just, just a, a few moments ago around uh, um, AI and uh, and and they're talking about the intelligent edge. Um, you know where where the um, AI is sort of you know getting out into these uh, Internet of Things mm. type uh, type devices, so not necessarily being so uh, reliant on on hooking in uh, to uh, to the cloud to do all of that uh, that smart stuff. And um, Microsoft have also just in the I think it's in the in the last couple of weeks that they uh, announced their um, their first. Um, uh, their own build of of Linux, basically that they're making uh, they're making publicly uh, available, um, that will be able to run uh, in these IoT or Internet of Things yep. type uh, type devices. So uh, yeah, I think that will that will be um, a bit of a surprise to uh, to many because it wasn't astonishing how long how far we've come in such a short. It wasn't space too many time. years ago. Yeah. Microsoft was so anti Linux. Yep. Uh, uh, I think they called it a cancer at one point. The, <laughs> yep. the previous CEO, Steve Barmer, um, and not uh, you no. know, op- open source software was just something that that they hated. But now Microsoft are open sourcing things, uh, you know, left, right, and centre, all over the place. There's uh, there, there's lots going on. Um, so look, you know, a whole lot of ac- ac- activity uh, around build. Lots of announcements to uh, to read about, particularly if you're. Uh, in that uh, in that software uh, development um, space, but you know, really, Microsoft uh, is making you know clearer and clearer what sort of a business that they are, 
and a business that's fixated on Windows is not the Microsoft exactly. of today uh, or or tomorrow. They've uh, they've very much changed. Um, they're also much less of a consumer oriented technology uh, company compared to what they they used to be so when you look at the things they're uh, they're investing in sure they've got xbox and you know of course uh, you know people are still you know buying windows uh to use at home um but they're very they're very much um you know they've they've uh, they've um taken on the fact that uh in a lot of cases there is more money to be made uh, out of the business world than That's there is right. out of consumers now you know of course um, you know Apple who are now considerably more successful financially than Microsoft yeah. um, have have very much uh, nailed the the consumer market um, and and have proved that that's also inc- incredibly profitable. Uh, but look, Microsoft seem to be uh, seem to be going from uh, from strength to strength, and as do you know their their sort of key uh, competitors as well, like uh, you know Amazon and right. uh, and, Google. and Google and yeah. so on in, in the cloud space. Uh, you know I, IBM uh, as well there with uh, with with Watson and and their cloud services. So a lot of competition going on, but uh, look, Microsoft. Uh, are you know I think doing uh, doing you know in, in the scheme of it certainly if you look at their share price and uh, you know how their sales are going they're, uh, they're they're doing pretty well. That's exactly right. It's been it's it's been quite the journey for Microsoft over the last few years. I think losing. Well, I mean they won, didn't they? They won all the battles that they set out to fight. Um, Bill Gates famously said he wanted a computer in every home. Uh, and they achieved that hands down um, many, many years ago now. Uh, and the world kept going. And, and with the smartphone market, they really did see control and uh, uh, dominance slip away quite swiftly um, to the point where suddenly Windows, you know, we had Windows 7, Windows 8 was a bit of a, a dog's breakfast. They've come back with Windows 10, but it's no longer the core of the environment. And uh, for a lot of home users now, um, they simply have um, migrated away from all of that. You know, used to have to have a PC at home to play games. Well, these days, uh, you know, there are very few of us left doing that. It's all on the Xbox or the PlayStation. Uh, and the oh, we'll have products. a few listeners oh, that will disagree with you there, Paul. There's a lot of there's. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a PC gamer. Give me the keyboard and the mouse anytime. But um, uh, honestly, there are few and far between these days. Uh, but you know, it, it, but that's good. We've got a we've got a disparate um, uh, uh, customer base and a, and, a, and a huge range of products these days, uh, and it's fine that we we mix it up. So you know, so having having a company like Microsoft realize that this is what's happening and respond positively to it is uh, is you know kudos to them for doing that because a Microsoft of old would have shattered rather than uh, rather than go down that track, hmm. uh, and so to see them actually. Um, uh, getting stuck in and trying these things on is fantastic. You know, more power to them. Mm, mm. And uh, you know, look, they're 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 investing. Uh, you know, they're continuing to uh, and you know invest in some uh, some pretty cut, cutting edge stuff. But they're also um, yeah delivering some some mm. good things. It's not just sort of you know futures. That's uh, right. You know, they're they're continuing to to innovate and. 
look at you know love love seeing uh, you know competition in the in these areas because it all flows down and so you know here here in New Zealand we might not have any uh, you know data centers from you know Amazon or Google or, or Microsoft but we can very easily access it uh, you know across in uh, across in Australia and we're able to get access to some incredibly powerful technology at uh, you know very very accessible uh, prices. So uh, you know our organisations and and you know here in New Zealand we have a lot of quite small uh, organisations yep. uh, able to stay you know very competitive by uh, by leveraging uh, you know these great innovations that you don't now have to be uh, you know a large scale operation mm. uh, to utilise because you can just you know tap in and that's uh, right. Um, you know, you use it at very, very low cost in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with the connectivity we've got these days, and we talked about international, but you know, it's 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 really um, uh, quite an eye opener when you look at uh, New Zealand's fibre connections to the home versus the debacle of Australia's uh, NBN program. Um, you know, I'm we are not very. To laugh oh, here. We, I, I, I'm staggered every time I look at it, just how poorly that has gone. Um, but we are very well served, and and that is increasing out to a huge percentage of the population, which puts us in a tremendously useful position uh, on a global scale. Uh, we have the physical infrastructure now. We need to get on with the uh, the social and the economic infrastructure to to turn this from a I can watch TV uh, on my television uh, over the fiber network into a productive business tool that uh, that should reap rewards for years to come mm. now on that front um, the government have made a little uh, announcement around the uh, the CTO role or the chief technology officer uh, for New Zealand that's right yes yeah we had um, uh, as part of the uh, election campaign um, labor and eventually national both said look we need a CTO to run the digital uh, side of things, a, a kind of a thought leader who will be able to um, bestride government and um, give us some direction and planning. And this was all very well and good. Um, uh, the minister, um, Claire Curran, once she got her feet under her desk, said, yep, this will be a priority. We'll have one of these. Thanks very much. Uh, we need them in place before the meeting of Digital Nations, the, the D3, I think it was. Now there's seven of us. Uh, and that was in February. And um, then just prior to the conference, uh, the minister said, actually, no, we haven't found anybody suitable. Um, of all the, I think there were 60 applicants that made it through the first wave. So uh, back to the drawing board. They've just today released a, uh, a new job description, which looks very much like the old job description, except um, that instead of it being for a three-year contract, it'll be for a one-year with a right to renew for a year. Uh, and um, uh, we're all invited to apply again and throw our hats back in the ring. So, you know, I think you should get in there, Paul. Uh, they need some leadership. They need some planning. They need um, someone who can uh, explain uh, how the Internet works to MPs because clearly a lot of them still don't have a clue. And who which, can explain. which is a bit of a problem, isn't it? Well, it is a little bit of a problem, isn't it? And it's always driven me nuts that the people who are making the laws simply don't use the technology and don't actually know what it is they're arguing about. Uh, I heard the um, select committee talking about Uber, uh, and they were totally fixated on what will happen if an Uber car is parked on a taxi rank. How will the pedestrian know that it is an Uber car uh, and not just somebody parked on the uh, in the wrong place? 
And the nice man from Uber spent quite a bit of time explaining that that's not how it works and the politicians would not let it go. So rather than actually talk about any of the really important Useful issues, stuff. Yeah. Uh, they spent – because they just don't understand this stuff. So uh, much as I'd like a CTO, I'd also very much like quite a few more politicians on either side of the house, thanks very much, who, um, who use this stuff and can actually um, understand the, the pitfalls of hiring a big international company to do all of your inland revenue computer system, for instance, versus the benefits that could be gained from somebody local. You know, um, So we, hopefully that's what the CTO will deliver is a little bit more nous and a little bit more awareness. They still have no uh, authority. They're not able to come in and say, thou shalt do this. Um, there are a few issues within government around how government buys stuff. Government in New Zealand is the single biggest buyer of IT services in the in the land, uh, and they're woeful at being coordinated or um, not contradicting themselves. Uh, and they always buy uh, massively expensive systems from IBM and then wonder why they don't get any further oh, in terms of um, uh, any of the gains that everybody else is making. Um, and at the same time, there could be a huge um, – uh, there's, there's an opportunity for somebody to tell New Zealand about what is coming down the pike, you know, in terms of technologies, um, digital and, and practical stuff, uh, and just what that could mean for the environment around us. And, um, you know, the sooner they can get somebody in the role, the better, I think. Good, good. Yes. All right. Well, um, you got my nomination, Paul. Good on you. Good yeah. on you. We Pauls will take over the world. <laughs> Things will be different when we're in charge. Now, um, I think that's us for this week. And now you've been doing a little bit of writing online uh, this week. Is it over at the spin-off? It is. I've done a couple of things. You probably care less about my views on commuting and using a scooter. But um, if you want to know all there is to know about cell phones, uh, electromagnetic radiation, and whether or not it can give you cancer. And if we need tinfoil um, hats. Yeah, whether you should wear a tinfoil hat, um, what the um, uh, the inverse square law is and why you should care and um, how we measure these things, then there's a massive, I'm sorry to say, there's a massive feature. <laughs> uh, it's got some pictures, so it's not so bad. But um, uh, go on over to the spinoff and search for my name, Paul Brislin, or um, mobile phones, can they give you cancer? And, uh, you, yeah, if you've got any questions, sing out because everybody seems to have questions about that. Mm. It mm. beggars belief, but they still do. Good stuff. And uh, we can find you on Twitter as well. You, you yes, still keep I, reasonably I, active I, on, uh, on the Twitter sphere, I, I seem to I find. I should spend less time on Twitter, but that, yeah, sometimes I get dragged in. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Paul Brislin. Um, that's probably the easiest way to find me. Just ask around. They'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening in. Uh, you can check, catch me, of course, uh, through uh, Twitter and Facebook and, and LinkedIn as well. Yes, I'm still on Facebook. Um, you can, you can ca- catch me in any of those places if you'd like to uh, like to connect. And, uh, look, if, if you or somebody uh, you know with a small to medium business needs some help on the technology front, uh, then uh, give, uh, give us uh, a, a buzz or a tweet or uh, some sort sort of uh, digital zeros and ones uh, type <laughs> communication at, uh, at Gorilla Technology and uh, you know we'll probably either be able to help you out or uh, or, or point you at somebody uh, who can so um, yeah thanks thanks everybody for uh, for listening in again and uh, we will catch you back uh, same time um, same place next week all right catch ya the New Zealand Tech Podcast brought to you by Gorilla Technology Proactive and strategic IT.